looking to sound like you know what's going on in the world? Pop culture, social strategy, comedy, and other funny stuff? Well, join the club and settle in for the Jeff Dwoskin Show. It's not the podcast we deserve, but the podcast we all need with your host, Jeff Dwoskin. All right, Ben, thank you very much for that amazing introduction. You get the show going each and every week, and this was no exception. Welcome, everyone, to Live from Detroit, The Jeff Dwoskin Show. I'm Jeff Dwoskin. Great to have you here for episode 37. Got a great guest for you today. Super fun guy, John Sullivan. You may know him on the Twitter and Instagram as Depressed Darth. So we're going to the dark side today for some fun Star Wars parody. And that's going to come up in just a little bit. I'm excited because we've covered Star Wars a couple times on this podcast with my good friend Dan Zier, who's the host of Coffee with Kenobi, one of the premier Star Wars podcasts. He's amazing. And you should check that out, Coffee with Kenobi. Oh my God, who's that calling? Jeff, hey, it's Scott Curtis. Thanks for picking up. Can I talk to you about my new podcast? Absolutely, Scott. What's it called? It's called I Hate Star Wars. You hate Star Wars? Who hates Star Wars? No, that's not what it's called. I do hate Star Wars, but it's called Do I Hate Star Wars? Because I'm starting to second guess everything in my life. You don't know if you like Star Wars or not? Well, here's the deal. I watched the last episode of the third season of Cobra Kai, and I figured... If that's okay, then maybe I can go back and check out Star Wars. So you got to know, Jeff, you got to know that I'm 56 years old. I saw the original Star Wars, whatever you want to call it, the episode 85 or whatever it is. I watched it and I hated it when I was 13 years old and I never watched another one. And I've been dissing Star Wars ever since. And I just want to I want to make it right if it is right. So they may still suck and they may not. But I don't know. What 13 year old boy hates Star Wars? I, a weird one. Everybody else loved it. They saw it 20 times or whatever. And I'm like, this is bad. The acting's bad. Why do Han Solo and Chewie communicate, but neither one talks in each other's language? Why do the stormtroopers have all this armor that doesn't protect them against anything? Every laser bullet that goes through them kills them. It bothered me. I didn't like it. So it sounds like you're putting yourself through some Star Wars self-therapy, and that's good. Yeah. And I think you're going to be a better person because of it. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm getting closer to my death, and I don't want to go to the grave not knowing if I like Star Wars or not. And Cobra Kai gave me some self-doubt because, you know, it's a, it's a pretty terrible series, and yet I still like it. Maybe Star Wars is that. It's a terrible series, but I still like it. Kind of like Dawson's Creek, you know? Exactly like Dawson's Creek. What, what's the name of your podcast again? So it's called Do I Hate Star Wars? With Scott Curtis. With Scott Curtis and Zach Wiseman. He's, so he's a big Star Wars dude. He, he likes the Star Wars. He's going to either say, see, I told you so, or hey, what's wrong with you? depending on whether I like it or not. Okay, well, I look forward to having you back and finding out if you do or don't love Star Wars. For the record, I love Star Wars. I think you're gonna love it. Okay. We'll talk again. Thanks a lot. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and thanks for talking to me, Jeff. Uh, thanks for calling in the middle of my show. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, everyone check out Scott's Journey of Star Wars Self-Discovery. Also, if you can't get enough Star Wars... Check out episodes 5 and 19 of Live from Detroit, the Jeff DeWaskin Show with Dan Zare. We talk about Empire Strikes Back. We talk about The Mandalorian. Tons of great Star Wars goodness mixed in there. 
Also, this past Saturday was James Earl Jones' birthday, so happy birthday to him. The original Darth Vader, not the parody Darth Vader we'll be talking to in just a little bit. So happy birthday, James Earl Jones. If you can't get enough Jeff Dewaskin in your life, check me out on Cabaret Cafe, a great podcast I just guested on. Thanks for having me there. Also, I just guested on Within the Head of Fred podcast with my friend Fred, good friend. And so when I was on Within the Head of Fred, apparently I kept mentioning people that were on my show. I guess name dropping is a uh, politically correct term for it. So Fred created this sound effect and then he sent it to my wife. And now my wife keeps baiting me. She's like, hey, who is that guy from Lab Rats that was on your show? And I'll be like, Al Sparks. Jeff Dwoskin. Name drop. And then she plays that sound effect, which was brilliantly made by Fred, but now will torment me the rest of my life. So thank you, Fred, for that. And I'd also like to thank Fig and Associates, our sponsor for the week. So great to have sponsors week after week. Fig and Associates, of course, the makers of carbon freezing technology, only the best carbonite freezing in the galaxy, state-of-the-art gas technology, hibernation sickness, a thing of the past. Need to get your mother-in-law from one place to another at light speed? Well, guess what? Molten carbonite flash freezing has never been easier. Keep your mother-in-law safe and quiet the whole journey using only the purest in Tibania matter. That's right. Fig and Associates, your premier partner for carbon freezing when you need it most. All right. Well, everyone, definitely check out the sponsor. It's important for you to support them. That's what keeps them supporting me, keeps the lights on week after week after week. Speaking of week after week after week, can you believe it's week 37 of Live from Detroit, the Jeff Dewaskin Show? If you haven't, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. Go to the website, jeffisfunny.com. You can find links to subscribe there as well. Fill out our mailing list so I can send you emails and make sure you never miss any special events. And also, most importantly, tell your friends. That's right. Tell your friends. Live from Detroit, the Jeff Dwoskin Show is so great. You got to listen. You got to listen. Also, don't forget, we do a special live show every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time called Crossing the Streams. You can follow that and watch it live and engage. It's an interactive show. You can watch on YouTube. Search The Jeff Dwoskin Show on YouTube and subscribe, and you'll get alerted when we go live there. Tons of great TV show streaming suggestions week after week. So, so much great entertainment to choose from. I can't thank you enough for tuning in and being a fan. Love hearing from you. Follow us on Twitter at Jeff Dewaskin Show or Instagram at Jeff Dewaskin Show. Comment. I'll comment back. Love hearing from you. Thanks again for everything. Much appreciated. All right. We're about to get to the interview. But Jeff, you didn't do a social media tip. No, not this week. Why? Why, Jeff? Why? Well, because John Sullivan depressed Darth. It's all about social media. It's all about him on Twitter and everything he's done. So let's just say this week, it's a giant use case for you to take in. So ladies and gentlemen, the very funny, my friend, John Sullivan, Depressed Darth. All right. Hey, everybody. I am here with John Sullivan. You may know him better as Depressed Darth. He's one of the biggest parody accounts on Twitter and Instagram. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's it's great to be here. Happy to be on your show. And this is uh, you. How many of these have you done now? This is fairly new, right? 
It's fairly new. I'd give a number, but I don't know when I'm going to release this one, so I don't know uh, what number yes. it'll be. <laughs> and we will not talk about any news. So, <laughs> the, uh, John has one of the biggest parody accounts on Twitter, or he did, and like, and we'll talk about that in a little bit because the evil Twitter made their way in to take down the empire, which is, I guess, in a way ironic. John and I met a few years ago now in London. We were both pulled in by Gillette to go to a Rogue One opening at Pinewood Studios in London. Yeah. So that's how we met. I was a blogger for the Huffington Post. You were a big, famous, depressed Darth parody yeah, that, account. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. It was just so fast. I like flew in. We, I think we went out like we like toured London briefly during the day. And then we went out and we I remember we were at Pinewood. Do you remember how much food there was? It was like they kept bringing out food and it was like literally it could have fed 700 people, but there was like 30 people there. And it was like food after food was coming out. And I was like, I can't eat anymore. I'm sorry. And it was like, but that was fun. It was glorious. But I like there, There's nothing better than free food and even better delicious free food. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so tell, tell everyone what Depressed Darth is, what that, that account is, the whole concept behind it. If you kind of look at Darth Vader and you kind of watch him in the movies now, like he's just so mean and angry that it's almost comical, like his voice and everything. Like in some of those original movies, like there's never a bright moment with him. He's just like just furious all the time. So like, I don't know, years ago, uh, I was starting trying to shoot some videos on YouTube because that was like what me, my friend did to just kind of mess around and have fun. I just had this idea for like a really depressed Darth Vader who like the Empire had fallen. He was kind of down on his luck. And then I thought it'd be funny to get a suit and shoot those videos. I mean, looking back, it'd be kind of hard to do like to buy the suit and everything. So anyways, I just had an idea to start a Twitter page so I could get like a few thousand followers, release a video, and hopefully it would go viral on uh, YouTube. Who knows? It gets seen by a lot of people. I just thought it was cool. So then I started writing jokes kind of as this character of like depressed Darth. I mean, his wife died. His kids are leading a rebellion against him. He's been at the helm of two Death Stars that got destroyed. And it was just like the jokes kind of came. He's such a downtrodden character. And then parody accounts were kind of like early on a thing at twitter so i think originally it was down and out vader and then depressed darth just sounded so much better and actually i'm wearing a t-shirt here you can see it says jedi in the streets sith in the sheets That's yeah baby original <laughs> depressed Darth joke there on a t-shirt <laughs> you started it around 2010 yeah um, how many followers did you have before your issues with Twitter Corp. So I, the most I ever had was like, I think 860,000. But then a lot of weird stuff started happening on Twitter. Like I started losing followers, but it wasn't like I was doing anything different. Or, and like, I would lose like 100, 200 a day. And I was like, it was just weird. But then I think Twitter was cleaning out like lots of bots and everything. So yeah, I had like 800,000. I was pushing a million and then I got suspended for copyright issues. I just, I used a song in some videos with me in the Darth Vader suit dancing. And I used some popular songs that were copyrighted and the, the management companies got upset and flagged me a few times. I think I will get it back, internet. You wait. I'll be back with the best jokes you've ever seen. But you also have, uh, you're also pushing it on Instagram right now. Yeah. Too, so right? Instagram is fun because like Instagram is just like pure videos and i actually started a new page to press darth with two r's so i'll take 
you know, the memes I do on there and put them on Instagram. Although Instagram, I don't know. It's, it's like, there's just a lot on there. And I feel like there's just a lot of, I don't know, celebrities hawking products and girls in bikinis. And I don't know. It's becoming very heavily influencer based. Yes. 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 But what, you have like over 40,000 followers. I do. Um, so yeah. That's not, yeah. That's not too shabby. No, it's nice. <laughs> I wish I could grow more. It's just hard because I, I have other Twitter pages. So I'm like the only person running it. So to do the other Twitter pages, put content up there and then to go to Instagram, put content up there. It gets tough. And I'm, I want to shoot new Darth videos, but it's like. What was your your big breakout for Darth? Like, how did you know when this was going to be a thing that you you really could make some money off of? It started early on because like early, like in 2010 and stuff like that, like brands started coming around and being like, oh, there's these people on the Internet who we can kind of get for cheap instead of going to like a network and being like, we want to put a commercial on your page. We can have this guy put a commercial up and he'll like you can give him 50 bucks. So that was early on. Like it started making Darth started making money early on. And then you could also like do things like the link to articles like the 10 best Star Wars characters, and then you'd click through a slideshow. So there was ways to make money. But at the same time with Darth, when it is like you're playing a character and it's a comedy page, like after a while, it was tough to like do do sort of like product placement where it's like, hey, buy this product. I'm a fake depressed. I'm a fake Darth Vader character. And then like other people came to the internet, like everybody became an influencer. So they'd go to someone like a real celebrity but then when I hit 100,000 followers, that happened pretty fast. The stuff started really taking off during the 2016 election. That was just such a crazy time. And like Trump was on Twitter. Everybody was like at each other's throats. And ev- like everybody was watching e- even the primary debates. So I would live tweet those, the primary debates and then the presidential debates. It was a time at Twitter where like literally you could do a tweet. Like I did a lot of talk about like because jobs, jobs, jobs was a big thing. Like, oh, I'm going to create jobs. So I kept doing this versions of this joke, which was like, I'm going to create hundreds of thousands of jobs by building a new Death Star. Vote for me for president. And you literally do that in the middle of the debate with like everyone's on Twitter. Everyone's watching. It would just blow up. So like the presidential debates helped because I, I didn't take a side in that, like on who was right or wrong or who I was voting for. I was a candidate. Not I, Darth was a candidate. So that's when it like really blew up. Like there were some tweets in there that I did that would just explode because it was such a crazy environment. That's kind of when it got like tweets were everywhere. And then it was always like, you know, like live moments and like Super Bowls and stuff like that and World Cup. Back in those days, you could put a tweet out during a time and it was like people were like it was like a frenzy. Everybody would retweet it like especially during the World Cup, it was crazy because it was so new. It's not so much that anymore. Like there's not a crazy Twitter like Twitter doesn't go crazy now when like, you know, the democratic primaries happen. It's it's different now. I found the same thing because I was really into live tweeting at one point from my personal account, and I, I, there was nothing I would miss. I would never miss right. an Oscars or debating. I would, you know, you, you just drop something and like a hundred, you get a hundred retweets. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, but then all of a sudden it stopped. I mean, it was like I'd re, I'd be doing the Emmys or whatever, and there's nobody could figure out the same hashtag and it's yeah. like even when the emmys would put up their hashtag or the oscars and they put it on the screen and everyone would use 15 different versions of it yeah no one understands the concept of using the same 
hashtag so that everyone is feeding into the same conversation and that you can see each other and, and help with that lift. But yeah, I saw it. I remember I would drop stuff and then I would get I would like get so giddy the next day I'd just count and I was just like, oh my God, I can't yeah, believe yeah. how many you know how many things would happen. And then and it then, would it would show up on websites too. It'd be like it'd be like, oh from the Emmys last night and like you'd be reading this article and then your tweet would be right there and you'd be like, oh look at that. That's pretty cool. But I don't know. It's like it you're right. It, it's it's different now. Yeah, C-3PO, keeping it Star Wars focused, uh, walked on one of the award shows. He had the red arm, so it was probably Force Awakens time or something like that. And Yeah. And I did a tweet and it ended up in BuzzFeed. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there was a time where, like, this, that was a normal occurrence. It was so normal, people wouldn't even tell me when they saw him because right. they're like, <laughs> like, oh, it's another one of your tweets. Why didn't yeah. you mention it? Oh, well, I, I always see one of your tweets. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, but still, it's still a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, tell me. Although I see, um, so when I got, I had followed a lot of people from Depressed Darth, you were one of them. So I would always see the hashtag games. But some of those hashtags will like the next day, they'll be like, people talked about this. And it, it's like your hashtag right there. I don't know if they always credit you, though. And it's literally like 20 different tweets off the hashtag. And like that's someone's whole article is literally the hashtag plus cherry pick the best tweets. I can't tell you how many people take our content, use it as their own, give zero attribution. Yeah. And then even if we reach out to them, they don't care. It's yeah. like, oh, it's just, you know, it's like, no, somebody created that. Somebody, yeah. You know, we worked with someone who created that and put that out. And you're just acting like it just magically happened. It did not magically happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah, well, you know, that's it is what it is. In terms of the parody account, in terms of making money, and I don't, you don't have to tell me how much. I'm not trying to get to that, but like, is there like just affiliate networks you tapped into, or how much of it was like people paying you to push stuff versus? Um, early on, it was more people paying to push stuff, but like, I don't know. I, it may be different if you're like a, an actual celebrity, like a Kardashian, and you're like, I like this lipstick, buy it. So I don't think that necessarily works for me. But from Darth, I created all these other kind of random Twitter pages that don't have my face on it or my name on it. They're just sort of generic things like movie lines, TV quotes, music lyrics. So I have all those. And then from there, you can promote articles. There's also there's pages that have like on Twitter now, there's these video ads that come before actual videos. So you'll see some of these bigger pages you know, networks. And then there's like a Nike ad before it or whatever, Pepsi ad. So I've partnered with some of those companies who have access to that ad revenue, but they have a small following. But let's say, you know, you have 5,000 followers, but you can get video ads. So I have a network of all these other pages that I can retweet and kind of engage with these videos. And that's, that's how you kind of make money. But it, it's hard now with those affiliate programs to direct traffic to websites Early on, it was like good because people were sort of new at the internet. So they'd click on a lot of links and be like, what's this? I like this. I click on everything. The internet is so new. I feel like the the consumer now, the internet consumer has gotten like much smarter. And it's like, I'm not going to click on that link. I know what that link is. Uh, You know, you ever click on a link and they're like, and you start scrolling down. It's like, I always look up like recipes for stuff. And I'm like, just tell me the exact ingredients and what I need to do. And you'll start reading down. It's like, when I was five, my grandmother used to cook me this meal. And I, I would walk down to the Summer Breeze Bay Day. And and as you're scrolling down, it's add, 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 add. You can still make money off that. And like, it's still there, but it's harder. And, I, you know, these influencers now, like TikTok influencers are making all this money now. It's like, we'll pay you $10,000 
you know, company X, if you mention us in like your 15 second video, and I don't know, I feel like a lot of these companies literally just throw money at whatever platforms there, whoever's there and, and just hope it sticks. You know, remember Vine, there was there was guys on Vine in seven second videos. I remember that guy King Bach, I was listening to an interview with him. He's like a he's on Instagram now and other places, but he was getting like 30 grand for an ad in a seven second video. And it's like, I wonder if those companies now, if they look back and they're like, did we get a good return on investment spending 30 grand on an influencer? You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's hard to measure exactly what it's getting. But yeah, some of these people can make 30,000 plus and get 30,000, 50,000 views in literally three minutes. And then it's, yeah. and then, it, then it skyrockets to millions, you know, within uh, 24 hours. I know. And, I and so if you compare that to like a paid impression versus, okay, these are people that are fans that listen to this person. Is that, is their 2 million views better than 10 million paid? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, I think it's still out there, but yeah, it's not going away anytime soon. But yeah, the TikTok people are making it hand over fist. So they were probably sweating pretty good when Trump was I know. like, this is <laughs> we're going to shut that down. Is <laughs> <laughs> it because there's like videos that make fun of him on there? Like, why does he hate TikTok so much? TikTok, actually banded together there was they took credit for the tulsa oh so that's tulsa what i rally. thought he was insulted by that so he's trying to shut it down tanking the tulsa rally making it seem like there'd be millions and six thousand people showed up yeah and then yeah well that and then leveraging i mean his per what he says then is well it's tied to china and china's stealing all our data and yeah so we're gonna do that you know it's not he's not playing the they hurt my feeling card, but yeah. his skin is so thin that, yes, yes, that's what it is. And the China angle, while true or not true, I don't know, is the legitimate angle to make it something that's going to happen. Yeah, so. I don't know. I, I worry about some of those apps. So I feel like every week there's a new app and it's like I have to get on it with Depressed Darth. And I went to get on TikTok and it's like Depressed Darth has been taken already. And I'm like, who's taking Depressed Darth? It's Instagram's been taken too, so I'm depressed underscore Darth. I got like depressed Darth underscore six on TikTok. And then what if people get sick of TikTok in like um, a year? I mean, I bet your videos would do good on on TikTok. And I don't know that the username is is that important. Yeah, I don't think it is as it is as it used to be. I think people used to really sweat it. I think as long as you're being consistent with that information that you're putting out there on TikTok, that's everything I've seen Are you people on there? talk about. I am. I could brag that one of mine got 300 views. No, Whoa! Well, excuse me. <laughs> I know. That's their. It's um. No, it's. I am uh, not very successful on TikTok, but I do enjoy it. TikTok's interesting because the way their algorithms work, every single person sees very different things. So oh, really? what tic- TikTok is to me is not the same thing that it is to my kids. Yeah. You know, my youngest daughter is he, she kind of had one that went viral, had millions of views and got like 55,000 some followers. Really? Yeah. It's like, Your daughter? Maybe she, yeah. Maybe she can sell you her account. Jeez. <laughs> maybe she can uh, point some people my way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, you know, it's 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 interesting. So let me ask you about uh, so Darth Vader, obviously. Well, now it's owned by Disney. Has any has that been an issue? I mean, when it was just George Lucas, was it an issue? Now that it's no. owned by Disney, Disney is known to be very litigious. Yeah, I know. And uh, no one's ever reached out for me from Disney or Lucasfilm. 
I've always written not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm on the Twitter page. I never say stuff that's like, I don't think I've ever sworn on Depressed Darth. My my material is never like super offensive or anything. And I never really do anything to hurt the brand. If anything, I'd say like, you know, I was tweeting from Depressed Darth before Disney bought them in 2012. So I almost bring awareness to the brand where it's like you have someone on social media constantly tweeting as Darth Vader. It's sort of like, I don't know, I would argue it's like good for Disney. I mean. Who knows if they agree with that? <laughs> um, if they're not making money, I'm sure they don't agree with it. <laughs> you could be elevating them anywhere you want, no, but they, like, if they're not making money, I think they're like, It's free hmm. marketing. It's free marketing. They could, should pay me for the marketing I'm doing for them. They should be paying me. Do you connect with, do you hang out with, do you part of like any like Star Wars fandom, you know, either you know via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, do you... Like, do you do you leverage any of those things that exist to kind of just help push your Star Wars material? Not really. There's a few pages that I, uh, there was like other parody pages coming up that we sort of would work at. Like Death Star PR was a guy, I think he's out of Australia. There was some other smaller Twitter pages, but like, I don't know. I'm not like fandom or anything like that. I kind of would just go straight forward content every day down the line. Like I was never like a big, um, guy on twitter for like networking where it's like hey you retweet me and then i'll retweet you and we'll grow together like i i was always more like you know growing it in the way of that you do where it's like there's a live event you retweet it you get you know five thousand retweets you get 300 400 500 followers and then like the next day you're bringing content to 500 new people then they're sharing it and hopefully you get more that way i will say Star Wars kind of consumes you when you do this because, like, everybody's like, oh, he's depressed Darth, he's a Star Wars guy. So, like, everything people give me, as in gifts and stuff like that, is Star Wars related. And it's like, anytime the new movies would come out, people would see me at, like, you know, like cousins and stuff and, like, family, whatever it is, family parties and stuff. They'd be like, oh, what'd you think of the new Star Wars? And I'd have to, like, give my expert opinion on it. So, like, I'm, like, always Star Wars out. And, like, that's why, like, having this account suspended has been kind of nice because I haven't had to, like, deep dive into Star Wars every day and, like, relate it to the news and, like, find some sort of joke is, like, relatable and, and good for the day. But, yeah, I, I, I swear, Jeff, I have so much star wars stuff in my house that have been like gifts like literally the other day in the mail i got these three nice like paintings and it was like a new hope empire strikes back and return of the jedi these like sort of artistic paintings of them and they're framed and literally there's no address on them. they just came to me and i'm like okay i have nowhere to hang these they're really nice i'll hopefully hang them somewhere like my, if i ever have an office or something but they were like from my friend in London who like we had both kind of, he was like originally with me when we were making the videos and had the idea for Depressed Darth. And then he kind of, you know, got like a real job and had to go about his life. But yeah, it's just I'm like, oh, more Star Wars stuff. It's everywhere. Doesn't sound like too much of a burden or a curse, but too I can see. <laughs> too much I, Star Wars! I, ah! I can see. It, yeah, it's like um, I remember uh, owning we owned a, a, a business back in the 90s and and so if people were to get us holiday gifts they would get us something like israel related because we were jewish <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah. here he said oh well, you know here's something and i'm like oh thank you thank you 
this is so special. <laughs> so special. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess uh, people connect you to that because you're so, so well known. Let me ask you, did you ever do, I know you have a finance background and you're, you do social media in general, but were you ever a stand-up comic? Did you ever do any professional writing? I mean, you write lots of jokes, lots yeah. of... Yeah. No, I, I, I'm a killer guy at like wedding speeches. Like I can really knock the house down at wedding speeches. I think I could have done stand-up comedy. And then I also have like various emails I send out to like major lists, which is like a lot of comedy writing. But that's all just kind of for fun. I, I run like a, a hockey skate. And the email for it is legendary. Uh, it's well known throughout the hockey community because it's just straight comedy, like down the middle. I play like this character in the email. Every week it comes out. The idea of getting up on a stage to me, and I, it just seems so hard. And like, I'm, I'm old now, so I, I would have had to start so much earlier. But like getting up on a stage and making people laugh and bombing and, and trying to get somewhere that it just seems so hard to me. That it's like, I don't know, I'd rather like write jokes on the internet and kind of. You should try it as depressed Darth. You should I, the one day you should actually get up there and just, I don't, you know, I don't know how much the mic can hear through the, the thing, but if you could pull that off, that'd be kind of funny, I think. So I thought of like doing a recorded thing where I, if I could put it over like the PA system in the actual comedy club and I come out and I'm like, why did Anakin Skywalker cross the road? And the whole crowd is like sitting there and I'm like, to get to the dark side <laughs> but seriously you know, I love the audience <laughs> and then the whole show is just me doing straight star wars jokes i don't know i you're so you're a comedian right have you been able to get out there or is everything closed i haven't done s stage work in quite some time um well not this year at least and so I've ended up starting this podcast to sort of just be a little bit of an outlet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I do a little silly stuff up front and a little stuff at the end and then with the, an interview in between. So this has been my outlet. I don't know that I will go back on stage just because maybe occasionally, but it just wasn't necessarily going anywhere. Yeah. So I wasn't. This allows me to take time away from the family, but I'm still here and it's not yeah. as much time. You know? Yeah. So, so there we are. And this is this is enjoyable. So what was what was your biggest video you ever did do you have any any specific one that yeah, went so, super viral yeah so uh i was i do also i work so part-time for this job uh my brother and his friend have this business where they like go into these houses and they basically people let's say they have a relative die and they're like we don't want to deal with this we're gonna we want everything out of the house and my brother's friend is like an antiques dealer so he'll go in do it at a discounted price and he will sell off a lot of the stuff that he finds in there. So it's like his business. Anyways, we were at this house that was an absolute dump and I was helping them out. I was like the third guy and we were removing all the stuff from a house and it was like completely broken down, but stuffed with material. It was like a hoarder's house. It was like down this nice part of Cape Cod. So I, there was this trampoline outside and I, I always would bring the Darth Vader costume because it's like the locations were so perfect because it was like a lot of dilapidated places and like perfect for the press start so my brother I was like hey get a video of me jumping up and down on this trampoline so I'm jumping up and down on the trampoline blah 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 and he's like wait let me drive by and take the video so there's this video I have an 18 second version of it or a six second version of it of me jumping up and down on this trampoline and the car kind of just drives by. And it's just the most random, weirdest video ever because it's like literally the house behind it looks like it's like going to fall down. 
and it's me jumping in the air, like kind of dancing on this trampoline and it, it, you go by. So that on Instagram, like this is going back maybe a year now that blew up on Instagram. It was like on every page on Instagram, like star Wars page on Instagram, like Darth Vader, blah, blah, blah. That's like, awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. So it, it, Videos on Twitter don't really blow up. I think people have such a short attention span on Twitter that they're not going to sit there and look at a video. You know, anything that's longer than like 10 seconds, honestly, I doesn't really go well. So it's got to be like quick and hit them hard. So this video was, I mean, it was like the perfect conditions to shoot a depressed Darth video. That's awesome. That's a, okay. So how can people catch up with you now? So you're, you're depressed underscore Darth on Instagram. Yes. And then what's your new Twitter handle? And everyone follow so we can build you back up. Depressed Darth with two R's at the end. So Depressed Darth, like a pirate. I should be back with Depressed Darth. I'm going to have a triumphant return. The internet is going to celebrate when Depressed Darth gets unsuspended. We will have a glorious celebration. Yeah, you and, I, you and I will do an internet high five. How about that? <laughs> we will do that. We'll do that. I will. I appreciate you taking some time out and hanging with me. This was fun. Catching up. Everyone uh, follow Depressed Darth, and I'll put all the, the links in the show notes and all that kind of stuff. John, thank you very much. All right. Well, that was fun. You guys got to check out Depressed Darth. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter. Good news. Since the interview was done, Twitter gave him back his account, so he's in full Depressed Darth mode. Check the show notes for all the links to his accounts. They'll be there. All right, you know what time it is. It's time for the hashtag roundup trend of the week. That's right. This is where we pick a hashtag and then read tweets from tweeters from all over the world. This week's hashtag, keeping with the Darth Vader theme, is hashtag fatherly advice from Darth Vader. Darth Vader is renowned to be one of the most famous fathers in all the galaxy. So why wouldn't Diabolical13 in a guest game from hashtag roundup challenge the world to hashtag fatherly advice from darth vader as always all the tweeters i'm about to read will be at jeff duoskin show on twitter retweet them show them some love all of them will also be listed in the show notes all right here we go ladies and gentlemen settle down for hashtag fatherly advice from darth vader if you're with someone who doesn't love star wars puns then you're looking in Alderaan places. <laughs> Thank you, Darth Vader, for that great fatherly advice. Here's some more advice from Darth Vader. Black is slimming. Call me if you ever need a hand. Force choke first. Ask questions later. Always wear a mask. Don't forget to ask for the two-for-one discount on robotic limbs. More fatherly advice from Darth Vader. Sometimes you have to stand up to your boss. That's true, especially if you want to save your son's soul. Always keep a spare admiral around. Not all of us go through admirals as much as Darth Vader, but still good advice. Wheeze in, wheeze out. Solid advice. Never vacation on Mustafar. All right, yes, the lava planet. And finally, don't invest in the Alderaan stock markets. Wait a minute. Does he know something we don't know? All right. Well, that was some great hashtag fatherly advice from Darth Vader. Hope you enjoyed that. Download the hashtag Roundup app, play along, and one day one of your tweets may show up on the Jeff Duoskin Show. Fame and fortune await you. All right. Well, you know, I can't believe it. We're at the end of yet another episode. Episode 37 has come and gone. 
Thank you all for sharing this time with me. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends about Live from Detroit, the Jeff Duwaskin Show. I know they'd love to hear from you, and I know I'd appreciate it. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Jeff Dwoskin Show with your host, Jeff Dwoskin. Now go repeat everything you heard and sound like a genius. Catch us online at thejeffdwoskinshow.com or follow us on Twitter at Jeff Dwoskin Show. And we'll see you next time.